This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unboxed. I, I, I was calling it flagship there for a while, but I think official sounds better. <laughs> a while. By a while, he means like, like one. Like two times. One I or think two I, times. I think I did it I twice. think you mentioned it last week or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Well, I was kind of working through it last week, and I think right. now I'm, I've come to terms. We're just yeah. the just official. Just the official. It's just the official. We like the term flagship. That's right. We like it. We're, we're going to, after talking, we had, we had a conversation this week, and after that conversation, I think we got to... We gotta think about expanding our borders. That's right. Yes. So once That's we have right. a few offshoot podcasts, then we can be. Yeah. yeah then this yeah. will be the flagship one. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. This is this is the official as of now. So. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're dabbling into some other things. Right. We're, this has we, been we're a three year some... a three year project at yeah. this point. Yeah. So and things have changed monumentally in three years. Yeah. So. In another two years, who knows? Maybe podcasting will be the main right. source of right. uh, everything that we do in That's content right. creation. Uh, That's so right. Who knows? I think uh, I'm going to do like a home improvement podcast. I, would I don't know how that. that'll fit in, but we're yeah. just going to create a podcast network that is going to be uh, just what we do. I'm going to do one about disc golf. Yes. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yep. yep. Robbie, uh, what's going to be your offshoot? Fingernail clippers. <laughs> That is Robbie, really. Robbie carries them in his pocket, so that he knows. No, I just uh, thought I was just sitting here thinking like personal grooming products. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> now my wife has me building all these things at home projects and stuff, so we're just gonna do like DIY yeah. unboxed. Oh man, I guarantee you that that yeah, we could do a already. low carb one. Yeah, there Ooh, you go. Keto, super into yeah, keto, keto, and low carb. That's there we fun. Go. The keto cast. Oh yeah. wow, uh, that has Ooh. to be a trademark. Nice. Trademark. Trademark. trademark yeah, Unbox media. It's ours. It's ours. <laughs> no one, no one take that. Can you cut that in post, please? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll cut it. We'll cut that part. <laughs> now everyone's gonna be like, "What did they cut?" <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna cut that piece out, folks. You never heard anything, folks. My, my name is Joe Humphrey. Uh, I'm joined today by Gabriel Bringers. Good morning. And Robbie Payne. It is a morning. It is morning where we are at. So, uh, folks. We're gonna we're gonna actually talk about some some Google stuff, some some Chrome OS stuff here. We're not just gonna talk about our offshoot podcast that we may or may not ever do. And other random things. Yeah, and other random things. So uh, we're gonna start off um, with Chrome OS version seventy five that was rolled out and then halted and is being worked on. Is coming. Is coming soon. No one knows. <laughs> Gabe, give us give us the rundown. What happened? Is yeah, do, do people uh, have seventy five? Is 75 some people out? do. Yeah, I we have we have a the Pixelbook has it. The Slate here has it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, 
June 26, 75 started rolling out. It was a few select devices. Then it appears to have rolled out for a lot more devices. But then we got an email from Kelly saying that they had checked the Omaha proxy, which is that's the official release server for Chrome and Chrome OS. And it said that Chrome OS was on 74. So your devices aren't getting rolled back. If you're on 75, they should stay on 75. But for some unknown reason, Google has delayed, halted, ceased. In her email, did she say something about? I don't know if it's it, a her. It, it rolled back. It, it might be. Oh, I'm him. sorry if it's That's him. Why. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, either way, um, did Kelly say? No, I went back and looked. Back. I thought they had said they had rolled back, but it doesn't clearly say that. And okay. uh, I've checked. We've checked our device multiple times. I actually uh, pinged uh, Kevin Tofel. His did not revert either, but they have ceased any further rollout right. of 75. Wasn't there? There was an update at one point, right? That it actually. I went back they, and looked. They pushed it was, an update out that rolled it back yeah it was 60 something i I saw it yesterday but yeah it's very rare if ever that they actually revert a a version uh whatever the issue is it's big enough that they've completely stopped pushing it uh there's been reports and we've seen it on 76 as well where android apps aren't connecting to wi-fi so i'm not Mm. sure if that's attached to the 75 version didn't we see somebody emailed us or something about that in beta and dev too right yeah that was already happening it's like yeah they'll get that fixed yeah (laughs) apparently it just rolled right on to uh nope Air quotes stable, <laughs> right? But uh, there was a Reddit thread that that uh, started all of this. Who the user said his slate icons were just randomly disappearing, and he was having a lot of buggy issues. Uh, a lot of people are reporting on commenting on our article saying they've got seventy five and everything's working fine. One guy actually said his Chrome box was really buggy until he got seventy five. So who knows? Whatever the issue is, clearly they're working on it. I wouldn't suspect it'll be much longer but i have no idea because google hasn't officially said anything as to why or or what the reason is and part of this i mean i'm making jokes over here and making light of it but part of this is just due to the fact that there's a six-week upgrade cycle i mean that's crazy when you start talking about software i mean we see android update patches uh every month yeah. you know that security update the most of those patches don't carry a ton of new features and new things and design cues it's you know android gets a yearly overhaul you know even if it's even that like from p wait what are we on now we're on p mm-hmm. from o to p wasn't that massive of well a most people change. are on o but yeah, yeah. um yeah. And then P to Q doesn't even look like like I installed the the dev version of uh, or the the beta. the beta version of of Q and you know, there's some nice new little things but Google's clearly in the process of like refining Android and kind of cleaning it up and so it's just it's it's interesting that Chrome OS everybody expects these every version to like come out and it does it shows up with new features mm-hmm. and they fix stuff and there's just all this new stuff that shows up with every single release every six weeks roughly. And then people get upset that they're like bug slip through like six weeks is it, if you work in any kind of software you can't development, test anything like, in six weeks, <laughs> yeah, it's barely enough time to do anything. Hey, so maybe that's they why just, we have all these yeah, channels. Maybe they so that just they decided to skip it. And they're like, Hey, you know, we'll just roll to 76. <laughs> Nobody will notice. It's fine. <laughs> they could, but you know, I don't again, I don't want to say like, Oh, it's completely okay that your thousand dollar pixel slate has right. issues. And like mine on 76 was having this weird, like black, screen flash happening yeah. from time to time yeah. um and i just 
I don't know. I've gotten to the point with Chrome OS that I love the fact that they just update so often in my brain. I think I subconsciously give them a bit of a pass on some things. Like yeah. if, if a bug slips through, I'm just like, yeah, well, yeah, but they'll address it. You know, like somebody's going to fix this eventually. Uh, I know it's not the case with everything. Yeah, and it, but I don't want to take away from people who, who may have a, a legitimate issue with a stable update, especially enterprise and stuff where you're talking about money being lost. But I don't think any of us have ever experienced a critical flaw that's come through no. to stable. So you just kind of say, okay, well, they're working yeah, it out. That's and annoying. when there is an issue, clearly they have a they have a contingency plan to fix it. So yeah, I do. I do wish they would implement a way to let users manually roll back if they choose. Well, if you look at the the article published about seventy five being halted, there's a link at the bottom to a forum page. It is the official Chromebook forum. It is possible to revert one version okay. so now when you power wash your device there's a keystroke combo you can press and when the power wash cr screen comes up instead of saying power wash there'll also be a p option to power wash and revert it will roll it back one version if it works can't guarantee it's going to work but it's an official thing from google but when you do it it rolls back make sure you don't update again because it will try to update back right, to the newer right. version so just don't don't restart your device until the new version rolls out. So right. So I, I'm I'm maybe going to go off on a bit of a tangent here, but you know you think about um, Mac OS and and these others and Android and all of this that that are doing that yearly. Why is it that that Chrome is is constantly pushing? Is it just the nature of Chrome OS, and that's the way they've kind of built it up because they they're kind of always working on it. Why do they not group all of this stuff and even maybe just do like a half like half year releases or something? Like, why is it that they're constantly on this six week cycle? I have two thoughts on that. Um, one would be, and this is just I, I don't know this. Like, I don't I've never read an article or um, a, a piece of literature that tells me like this is why we do six week updates. I just think when Chrome came out, like because you got to remember Chrome was first. Uh, just a browser. Um, and I think Google initially when they built Chrome, they had ecosystem in mind, clearly. I mean, it, regardless of whether you're running Windows or Mac or anything, when you install Chrome, I mean, there for a little while on Windows, you could even do like the whole desktop thing and it would like take over your Windows and you could run all your, like it was almost like a Chromebook inside Windows. It just never took off. So they kind of abandoned that. But my point is like, I think initially they thought between extensions uh, PWAs, I think Google probably thought PWAs and web apps were going to excel faster than they did. I don't think that they were ready for um, what Apple was going to do. Because you think about timelines, um, when Chrome was just getting its legs, the iPhone came out, and then they made the move to Apple or to App Store. Those things all collided in one space. And even though Steve Jobs wanted web apps, it didn't work uh, at the time. Web technologies weren't there. And so they moved to the app platform. I think that uh, stilted and halted PWAs mm -hmm. moving forward. But I think Google built Chrome from the ground up to be able to do extensions and PWAs and just kind of do all these things. And in their head, they thought, maybe we won't have an operating system, but we've got this browser thing that's just going to, has a potential to do all these things. And because of it, and because of the nature of web technologies kind of just changing under our feet constantly, my guess is they decided, hey, we're we're also not just going to build a new type of platform. We're going to build something that is going to stay updated constantly because we're worried about security. We're worried about speed. And we're worried about these mm -hmm. things that 
you know, these other players in the market right now don't seem to be concerned about it at all. So we're going to do it different. And, and they did that. And I think that just became the expectation. And so now they're kind of beholden to it. Second thought I have on that is that even though that's, that's the pattern, it's almost like you can still see quarterly by yearly big updates. So like Chrome OS 70 was huge. Right. It was a, it was a massive departure. Chrome OS, uh, 53, uh, two, three, six, 56 yep, was Android apps. Android apps, five and six. Yeah. 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 So, you know, like those are like these big kind of huge watershed moments, mm-hmm. but the, the smaller ones are bug fixes, small incremental updates and these little changes, but you do have these bigger updates that come and, and really just kind of change the OS in, in larger ways all at once. And, so far with Chrome OS, that hasn't always been the greatest. Like Chrome OS 70 showed up and it, there was all kinds of new things to look at and see and, and it was to experience, but man, it brought the bugs with right. it too. It brought so many performance issues. And so it takes them a while to iron those out. And I just think the, the, the process they go through for vetting software with all these different channels and all that kind of, it's just different than what you see from companies that do a basic yearly big release. Um, Cause instead of, having year a year to work on it or even a year and a half if you mm-hmm. get it you know i'm sure like with q coming out in august those developers have been working on that probably since spring of the year prior so it's probably they've been they've been dealing with it for a year and a half like those guys have a lot of those guys have probably already moved on to whatever r is going to be called you know and, and have been working on it for six months right. likely so it's just different. Yeah. Um, right. and, and again, and, I don't want to give them a pass and be like, oh, it doesn't matter. No. But and and still, different. you know, as big as Chrome OS has become, it's still an emerging operating system compared to Mac, Windows, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mac and Windows kind of have their things in place. They bring new features here and there, but they're usually UI tweaks, dark mode, things like that. Nothing, nothing major is from a functionality standpoint. Mm-hmm. And if they do, that's usually like the one one, one big thing. Like you're going to be able to run iOS apps on yeah. Mac. Chrome know, OS every three or four or months or so. You know, we just saw the implementation of Linux apps, and that's still being evolved. And then Android apps prior to that, and they're creating. They're still creating what Chrome OS is going to become. Right. You know, so there's a lot to do. And then the the incremental updates every six weeks, like you said, bug patches, things like that. If for no other reason, just to keep up with all of Intel's insecurities. Uh, yeah, I said it. that too. Intel. <laughs> we'll maybe get to that later. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of you know things coming in Chrome OS, let's talk a little bit about seventy six. And so, there's a lot coming with this this update. Um, so, ha- first of all, let's explain when this is going to hit and when people maybe could start expecting it. Um, and then let's talk through some of those features that are coming that, that we're excited about. So initially 76 was slated for like the last day or two of July, um, on desktop, I believe. And yeah. so, cause 75 started rolling out a week and a half, two weeks ago on desktop. Yeah, we, week ago, week and a half ago. Um, yeah. with this halt, eh, I'm just not sure. Not yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, go. it may, it may not even delay. It may have nothing to, once they fix the issue, 76 may stay right on track, track right, but right. It, it will be, it will be right at the end of July sometime. And they're usually a week behind Chrome update. So Chrome browser update. So, I mean, we could pull the schedule up and look at it if we wanted to, but um, they're usually three or four days after what the official release calendar says. So whatever right. that says. Right. So. I mean, you're you're, we could safely say end of end of July, 
August sometime. Hopefully, we'll, we'll yeah, start probably seventy six. Four or five weeks from this yeah. point right now. Um, I can actually tell you. Pull it up right here, and we're waiting. Stable update to seventy six. Yeah, July thirtieth. <laughs> August sixth for Chrome OS. So yeah, we're cool. we're pretty so much August tenth. Again, yeah. Again, <laughs> if if it's if it's still on point with this, I I doubt this is going to slow it down. Uh, this the halt that we've seen, but Chrome OS seventy six. There's just been a lot of stuff when we've come across a new feature. We've reported on like, oh, this new thing is coming to Chrome. You know, oh, this new feature is going just uh, day before yesterday. You know, lock screen widgets. Um, basic right now. It's just play control. So it's really kind of cool. That rich. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just so you know, playing a YouTube video or something. If, if your Chrome uh, book or Chrome box or whatever goes to sleep on that lock screen, you know, your name would be pushed over kind of as if you had two people to log in. And instead of that second person, you've got a nice little widget there that shows the album art or right. the thumbnail of the YouTube video. And you can play, pause, you know. Which is really back. cool because I use that on my phone yeah, all the time. I, I want to change right. the track. I don't have to unlock my phone. I just tap the button, pause, right. play, And similarly, whatever. like that that same thing will be coming to notifications. Gabe had written mm-hmm. about that a couple weeks ago, something like that. Um, just this rich notification over in your notifications, just like you have on your phone. Swipe down, you have that album art and that nice play pause kind of thing. Like that, that's a cool thing. But it's there's just been a ton of stuff like that that we've been. Oh, this is a cool new feature coming. Oh, this is a neat new thing coming. And it just it keeps circling around seventy six. And while I don't think seventy six is going to be as big of an update as seventy was, um, it may contain as many little things right. like all these little under the hood things you're just like oh man we've been waiting for that thing we've been waiting for this thing and we can't wait for that thing to come oh yeah like 76 is going to bring a bunch of those gpu support like full blown with 76 supposedly but i had my chrome box in 77 or 78 or 8 i don't know it was canary oh and he's on 82 yeah and enable gpu support it's on by default threw on a Linux game and it's one that we usually use to test open arena. It's a, it's a, it's quake three. Yeah, it's like quake three. Yeah. Um, but man, butter, they oh, still, was, they still got to fix the mouse issues, but the game ran like silk. Yeah, I mean, it was it the, was, it was the best looking 3d game on a Chromebook. Yeah. Like as far as frame rate and just the way it looked. So I'm like state, we're, we're so like excited that. for Stadia, but if they can get those mouse issues fixed, I will can I will constantly have Steam and uh, Day of Defeat. Yeah, on a couple of shooters, <laughs> you know, gun game type stuff. Like those things are fun, and being able to have that stuff, um, you know, and, and it's interesting because there's no way to know where that stuff will go. Uh, this is a little bit of a sidebar, but even with Stadia showing up, like I'm super excited about Stadia and, and what it's going to mean for Chromebook users specifically, but. To be able to know for Linux developers and for game developers that that know that they can port their stuff over to Linux decently easy, they just didn't know if there was an audience. Well, now you have, again, it's doing the same kind of thing that Chromebooks and Android apps did. It's like, okay, all the GPU supports there, all the mic supports there, all the everything's there. It's all ready. It's in good shape. Um, so now, I don't know how many million, millions of people have Chromebooks in front of them. Hey, Linux developer. Most people don't even know what Linux is, but you know what? There's a lot of Chromebook users, yeah, and they matter. can install your game now. Yeah. As long as you make it easy, give you know, give people a quick way to go on the web and find that little Debian package. Let them double click, download, and double click that thing, and, and you know, make sure the package is ready to self-install. Just like it's an Android app, and like, look, you've got a massive new audience of people here, um, so it could reignite the Linux gaming a little bit um, over time. I'm not saying like next week it's going to do it, but you know, over the course of a couple of years. The only problem with that is 
Stadia showing up and, right. and cloud gaming. That but there's it's such so much a, easier yeah, for the There's end such user. a cult-like following for a lot of these source games off Steam, though. And oh, yeah. It's so easy oh, to install definitely. Steam. And the source games are pretty lightweight. I mean, I remember playing it on my old-school mm-hmm. HP, HP 14, 14. Yeah. using, uh, not Crostini, using uh, Crouton. Yep. And, man, it ran like butter. I mean, I was not just like, hey, this is fun to play. We played Day of Defeat, and I was competitive at it. Yeah, you got to remember like some of those old Source games, they still look good enough. I mean, they look as good as a lot of the mobile shooters that you play right now. I mean, they're, they're okay. They're not mind-blowing compared to what you see on, on big consoles and, and PCs now. But, I mean, they're, they're fun to play. They look good, and they, they were built with processors and GPUs in mind from – eight nine years ago oh, yeah. that so the discrete stuff that's built oh, right into your chromebook and stuff yeah. yeah the stuff you got in your chromebook right now is more powerful than that stuff even was back then so yeah it's going to run all that stuff really well so i i'm hoping that continues to develop that'll be that's a huge win not just for game uh game players and gaming but i mean think about rendering video mm-hmm. uh, dealing with you know inkscape if you're doing you know some massive you know layouts and, and vector graphics and stuff like that there's a lot of stuff that will take advantage of GPU acceleration. And instead of it being like, well, it's coming, or if you type this thing in, or if you flip this flag, like hopefully in 76, it's going to show up and just be done uh, and just be part of the experience. And the more and more this stuff comes, like I, I is microphone support still isn't, I, don't think, I think you can flip it or do a flag or yeah. and run a command or whatever. They're still working on it. Like I've, I've, I've been following the bug report and stuff, but like, those are some basics, you know, sound, microphone, GPU, and then just being able to double click and install stuff. Like there, we're, we've been tracking stuff where you can search Debian packages right from your app launcher. So, I mean, eventually, once this all comes together, you'll be able to hit your little button in the bottom left hand and bring up the, the search bar. Search, say we're, we've been talking about Open Arena. Search Open Arena. Boom, there's a Debian package. Click it. It'll install. Play it. Nope. You're right. Like, and that's just that will change some things pretty substantially for a lot of users because most people don't know what Linux apps are. Right. doesn't matter. You but know? if it's right there integrated with your launcher, yeah. who cares? Give us a combined store where people can get extensions and, and all yeah. that stuff in one place. I mean, all, but all this stuff has to come together before those things happen. And general users don't really care. Well, well we talked it's, about it. Yeah, it's like we've said. It, it, people don't care about what – they really don't care about their OS. They, they, just, they just want their stuff. Yep. Right. Just give me app my delivery. Stuff. Yeah, give me give app me delivery stuff. and a package that works. And that's what's so beautiful about Chrome OS. So, yep. um, hey, one other quick thing, and then we're gonna we're gonna take a little break. Um, Robbie, you wrote about this. Uh, the Hatch family is continuing to expand. Yeah, expand? so uh, that, that would be fair to say it's, it's expanding. It's. I'm, yep. I was trying to think of another hatching thing. I couldn't. It's, uh, it's expanding. Breaking out. There we go. <laughs> it's breaking, breaking through. Gosh. <laughs> Cracking, yeah, it's cracking. It's cracking. So yes, Hatch we've talked about multiple times. uh, Powerful. Um, We think it's tenth generation. Everyone's confused by Intel. Uh, Just a couple weeks ago, I Ice Lake. um, All the development on Ice Lake stopped. Chips stopped. Um, Google just was like, "Eh, we're skipping those. Which was what gen? Who knows? I think that's ninth. Yeah, I think that's ninth gen. Ninth or tenth. It's their ten nanometer process, which they right. have been putting off for two years now. Which is why we have KB Lake refresh, Canon Lake, Comet Lake. All those filled the gap. So this is going to be their first ten nanometer process. Right. Robbie talked about that in the, I think the last yeah, that was, episode. That was our last so episode, yeah. if you want to listen to that, you can go back a track. 
but it seems to me like Google is just saying, hey, we're not going to take this one for a test drive. We'll wait. And, and yeah. that's smart, in my opinion. Right. You've, got, you've got these you know, 8th gen, 9th gen, 14 nanometer chips from Intel that are way, they're more than powerful enough for any Chrome user, mm. Chromebook user. There, there's no need to go ahead and jump on board with an untested platform that's never been used. So they, they have said, we're not using this. So, and that's the part of the confusion that gets real weird with Intel. It's like, so Comet Lake is what architecture is it even based well, on? Or is it a different one? one, is it one article like I was reading it? said it's it's eighth, ninth gen, but they're all still Skylake architecture, I think. I, I'm not sure. Uh, one of them has moved to the Sunny Cove architecture, but which is the next iteration, but I, I don't know. I don't know if it's still built on Skylake or not. If you're confused by listening to this, we are too. We have a join club. us and their jackets. <laughs> um, it's it's kind of ridiculous because they have they have naming like nomenclature for the architectures and the nomenclatures for the releases and then nomenclature, nomenclature for, for the the GPU that's right, built into it right. has its own architecture. So, yeah. Anywho, yeah. Intel does so, they don't, all of that to say they don't know <laughs> hatch. Yeah, it's based on Comet Lake, and from what we can see, Comet Lake is what would be considered a tenth gen. It's just very new Intel chipset stuff. Yeah, there you, know. you go. That's all. But, that's that's how we're going to summarize it. Right. So Gabe had written about. Um, we've got Hatch, which is the Unibuild board. So that means other devices will be built based on it. Uh, we likely won't see a device come out that is Hatch. Like that's it's the thing that other ones are built from. But you never know. They can do whatever they want. But um, but then we have Helios, Kindred, and Kohaku. And so those three boards, uh, we feel very strongly that Kohaku will be a Samsung-built device, which is awesome because they they haven't been in the kind of more premium space because based on everything we're seeing, high-risk screens and fingerprint scanners and support for pens, um, USB Type-C, uh, fingerprint, and I said fingerprint yeah, already. Fingerprint. Uh, there's something else. Um, I think we're maybe face unlock even was tested. Yeah, they've been working on they've that. They've been working on it, but yeah. I know they've been using Hatch as a test. Um, most of the high end stuff is is being tested with Hatch, uh, along with other devices, but or other boards, but with Hatch for sure. And so we know it's going to be high end. Um, so I think probably Samsung Chromebook Pro refresh coming. The other two, we have no idea uh, at this point what they are. They're early ish in development, but. All of this comes around to, we started looking and things kind of felt similar. And so we started looking and looking at the repositories, looking at articles we wrote, looking at when things were released. And it looks like almost like they laid a blueprint down and just copied it for NAMI from last year. So NAMI is what spurred the Acer Chromebook Spin 13, the HP X360, the Dell Inspiron Chromebook, and the Lenovo C630. So all different Chromebooks that do different things well, right. that are different form factors-ish, and just have different kind of looks and feels and their own personalities. Underneath, they're all NAMI. They're all the same baseboard, Unibuild baseboard. So... What's happening, it looks like, is the exact same thing. Down to when the Unibuild came out and started development, almost the exact time of year last year, technically the year before. So December of 2017 is when right. NAMI showed up. December of 2018 is when Hatch showed up. Um, and even down to when we're starting to see these other boards sprinkle off of them, late May, 
June-ish, um, same things happening again. So we're almost seeing like this repeat, and I'm excited about that because it, to me, NAMI and the, the devices that came from it, like they didn't get a lot of hype beforehand. Like people weren't like jumping all over those articles when they were getting written. Right. I remember Gabe was very excited about like NAMI. He was always like, oh, I saw this new thing with NAMI. And you know, it's kind of like, oh, cool, I'm not sure what's going to come of that. But it ended up being like this family of devices that came out that for me, I think feels like it, it moved the ecosystem oh, forward. Absolutely. It, it changed what we consider a good Chromebook. Like instead of there being the pixel book way up here in the stratosphere <laughs> and everything else down here, it, it, people get on to me for saying mid range. I don't mean it in, in the sense of like, Oh, this is, this is middle money. Like this is almost throwaway. Like, yeah, four to $600, 600 bucks can be a little expensive for some people. I get that. Um, and for some other people, they don't care. They're going to go buy a pixel book. So it, when you talk about the range of Chromebooks that are available for you to purchase, it, it is exactly mid range. Honestly, right. it's, it's exactly the middle it's right range. In the middle. Yeah. But some people think that 600 should be the top of the whatever, whatever verbiage you want to put around it. The point is like it, it moved the needle forward. And I think with that group of Chromebooks last year, I mean that, that paved the way for AMD to show up because AMD was sitting back and saying, Hey, we don't want our processors in Chromebooks until right. there's a big enough market, right. which don't. Um, it created more. Yeah, that's exactly what they said. They said the yeah. market's not there, and now apparently it is. It is, and yeah. they're we're seeing flagship AMD devices. I think uh, Qualcomm was kind of in that same boat of like, uh, we don't want to get there until we are confident people will buy four to six hundred dollar Chromebooks. I remember them saying that specifically, yep. and now all of that happened because of the Nami family. And so I'm excited to see what the hatch family of devices will bring. I'm, I'm excited to see what needle that will move um, because they're going to show up in a different ecosystem this year. So last year, NAMI and its devices showed up and it's like, wow, you guys are, it's not, it's not hard to say these are the best Chromebooks you can buy. Right. Like in this range of, of money, here it is. Like, here's your choices. We've reviewed them all. You can pit one against another and choose which thing you need and go with it. I think the the hatch group of devices is going to show up to a vastly different mm -hmm. ecosystem because Snapdragon's going to get involved. Uh, MediaTek's going to be kind of back in the game with with devices. You've got um, obviously Hatch and these these devices coming out. We feel very strongly Google's going to be putting another we're not sure device <laughs> out. It might be a competitively priced device. Right. So now you, I mean, it, it's just going to be different. Give me right. a completely different and all coming on the heels of Linux should be completely stable by then. Hopefully yep. out of beta by the time these because we're like with Kawaku for example. If it, uh, I'm I'm confident, 100 percent sure it is Samsung and they will probably release at or around CES. Hopefully Linux will be out of beta by then. Google's still pushing for developers to you know do Android for Chrome OS as good as they can do it and. It's going to be a whole different ball game for these devices. Well, and I mean, we know this having worked in the, the tech space, but competition like this oh, so drives Absolutely. better products for consumers. So 100%. as these manufacturers are pitting these devices against each other and trying to make a better one and then this one and this one, that that in turn is just going to make better Chromebooks for us to go buy. Right. And in, another side effect of all of what NAMI did last year is sales. Like we, we've never, <laughs> we've been around this space for a while. We've been writing in this space for three years, never have seen the types of sales that happen in Q4 last year. And then that have continued to move forward this year. Like 
It's every, it, it, you turn around every day, it seems mm-hmm. like, or every week we turn around. It's like, well, now this one's on sale and this one's on sale. Like to the point, yeah. like, and you, don't it, buy a Chromebook and in MSRP. Remember, yeah. Don't. Some, just don't at do some it. point, I don't know if it was Black Friday last year or after the turn of the year, like something crazy, like seven of the top 10 sellers on Amazon were Chromebooks. Seven. Yeah. People were going on Amazon and buying Chromebooks, uh, and, not and that, that's PCs. All. We could sit and talk for another podcast about that, like the adoption, what we're seeing. Like regardless of what people might think, again, we have to remember what the general consumer's doing, what's happening. We are more than every month, it seems like. it. It's like, wow, it's, we're doing this more than we used to. Wow, we're doing this more than we used to. People just saying, I want to buy a Chromebook for this. I want to buy a Chromebook for my kid. I want to buy a Chromebook for my wife. Which one should I get? Here's how much money I want to spend. How much should I do? Mm-hmm. Because nobody, people just don't understand what a Chromebook is still a little bit. Uh, they just know that, hey, I think this is a good fit. Like They, they, they barely even know the product right. and are ready to go ahead and go buy one. Right, but like, the visibility is there. And the, right. now, people are more aware that the option is available, and it is a viable option. Because yeah. most kids are coming home with a Chromebook. Right. And their kids now, it, it's happening. Like, we're seeing it just start to to mature uh in the way that these things work out and it's 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 there like the it's not like oh it's come i think if if this happens and this happens nope it's it's happened well past tense well this is uh this is something you've you've preached about but um we were on a call this week and person we were on the call with (laughs) at the end of the call said well all right after the uh, it was like the official flag came down they were like Okay. Anyway, right, so now, so which 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 Chromebook should I buy? And so we kind of got to chatting, <laughs> and she, what did she say? She said, "My kid uses one for school. Yep. I've heard about the Pixelbook. Yep, those were the two things she said. Yep, and and you have said the Pixelbook is gonna be the flag bearer, and it's gonna say, hey, look, everybody, look, this, this is, is what, what you can, can do. do. Right, and then it happened, and now." Yep. The, the general public knows about the Pixelbook. They've heard about the Pixelbook. They've seen advertisements. But now we're starting to get all these other devices coming out that are a good option. Right. So as a as an informed you know purchaser or a buyer, you're going to go out. You're going to say, type in Pixelbook and Pixelbook, you know, comparable devices or what right. you know. And now you have options, right? Because and, of and, what the Pixelbook did. And then then the end of this year, like I think we'll we'll have a way more mature ecosystem of Chromebooks because the Nami devices aren't just going to like fade into the night magically. Uh, Matter of fact, I don't even, I don't even think that we'll likely see, I mean, we're guessing obviously, but Samsung didn't participate in the Nami group. Um, Asus didn't participate. It's Ramus, which is a different, it's a different baseboard. So the C434 is its own thing. Um, I just, I don't foresee Dell turning around and releasing another flagship Mm -hmm. style Chromebook. I, I don't, they could surprise me, but we have two that I speculated were, but those are based on something else. Yeah, Sarian. Um, so yeah, you're not Sarian. you're not just getting updated revamps. You're no, getting other manufacturers. Other manufacturers are going to jump yeah, in. Yeah, we've still got Whiskey Lake still in there, which is yeah. another. That, those are uh, yeah, 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 eighth, ninth, tenth, twelfth gen, whatever gen they are. <laughs> yeah. It's right alongside with Comet Lake, but we haven't seen those, and that's the Sarian that's device. Sarian, which and we, those are the ones I'm pretty sure. We think Dell. Dell. So it's no longer going to be. Hey, here's the processor for the year for chrome os everybody build your stuff off of this no. it, this it's not it's not sitting at the kids table anymore it's you're gonna see these devices and that devices it's a competitive space now and once yep. the picasso amd chips get into there and then qualcomm all that these manufacturers are going to have to push to stay ahead of the curve right it's and no so, longer going to be picking up intel scraps right. and making a chromebook 
that's good enough. You know? No, and and that's going to drive price down. It's going to drive ingenuity up. It's what competition innovation. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yep. it's just it, it's it's going to be awesome. I think the the ramifications of all the things that are coming to fruition in this half of 2019, we'll be talking about at this time next year and talking about man, just the impact that made. Yeah, like we can't foresee everything, obviously, or else we'd be filthy rich um <laughs> but we can we can speculate and it's it's i think more informative to be able to look back and be like man you know i didn't see that particular thing coming i didn't see that particular effect and it's going to be fun to go back and listen and be like huh yeah remember when we were talking about that yeah that was yeah cool. that changed things yeah so uh based on timing of when the nami devices came out what what sort of timing are we thinking for these hatch devices because you said they're kind of hitting that same cycle early q4 yeah. i mean that would make sense i mean it made sense the nami devices did so well because they got out before the holiday so q4 2019 yeah 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 so a few months from now um and they've all been in development long enough and the interesting part of the reason i was looking is hatch has been in development far long enough to have be to be a device like it's it's been around for a while. Like nine months is usually what we see with a Chromebook from bit very beginnings to hitting the shelf. So that's kind of a, a good, uh, we've seen them shorter, uh, but we've also seen them a little bit longer too. Hatches, you know, by December will be a year old in development. So at, at September, October, it's ready to go. We also saw NAMI do the same thing. And we saw, if you remember, we went to Acer's event, not this, the one we went to this year, but last year in 2018, mm -hmm. we went to that in May, early May. Yeah. It was a springtime event because it was cool outside. I had a button down on out in the park. Um, and that was a, that 13, that spin 13 and the 13 that didn't spin, um, did that thing ever get released? The non oh yeah, the regular thirteen. It's the out there. I don't know the who's buying it. But, yeah. It was probably a decent device. Yeah, I mean. Um, anyway, sorry. Side side note, but uh, that those devices were Nami based, mm -hmm. and so that thing had been in development. That I mean, it, they were super broken. Like they barely worked at all. But I mean, you think that thing, the board was brand new in late December, and here we are in early May. So four months. From the time that board showed up, they had stuff on tables. Yeah, because they got the guy that was showing us around. Because that was that was that really cool event at the Lincoln Center where yeah. you had a little table of Windows devices, and then they Acer had all their gaming <laughs> gear, everywhere. and they had a Chromebook display that looked. I mean, it, it was insane. Yep. It made us happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the Tab Ten had its own little wall too, but the developer that was there standing with the devices answering questions, he's like, "Oh yeah, that one's mine. It's 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 really buggy." This was the the one that he was building and right. testing on and right. let me tell you it was buggy but it was awesome to see that you know yeah, yeah. i mean and it was obviously really early but my point is like they have these devices in people's hands there right. may be pvt or evt devices so just like early like vetted you know pieces of hardware that are just enough to get them by right but Hatch has been in people's hands for a long time. Sure. So even though we're just seeing like Helios and Kindred show up, like Kohaku's been out been there, since yeah. like January yeah. or something. But uh, Helios and Kindred, they're just showing up, but they're just emerging a new baseboard that's already had all that development behind it. So when it shows up and they slide it into a hardware piece of, you know, laptop with keyboard and screen and stuff on it, all the development that worked on up to that point on Hatch applies is to this space right so it's not like they're starting so it's like scratch. taking the chassis of a car and then just putting a new new uh, body around it and right. some new features on the inside the the get inside everything lined up you know yeah. make sure the display drivers you know it good. works yeah. right so I, I yeah i mean i 
don't see any reason we wouldn't see the Hatch family showing up early Q4 because, you know, that's where the money is. I mean, mm-hmm. people start buying. I mean, we see it. Uh, we know that that's the case. Um, and I think it would do October. them well because you think about the C302 and the Pro that released at CES. I think the Asus actually was official like a couple weeks prior. Then pre-orders went up, but it was another two or three months before they were available. I'm th- hoping maybe they learned their lesson from that. If they get can get these of, things mm-hmm. out ahead of the holiday, like you said, yep. Yep. show them off at CES and be like, hey, here's yeah. our new thing. You can have it right now. Right. I think it'll be a big deal. Yeah, because at CES, it doesn't always have to be like, yes, there's a ton of stuff that's emerging and new and super beta and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's also a time for people to, you know, like when you go to Samsung's booth, for instance, they have Galaxy S10s oh, yeah. and Notes there that have been out for months. Like yeah. because you still need to get that stuff in front of press people. And especially if you release it in quarter four, by the time we get to CES, there's still a massive amount of people that haven't even heard of it right. yet. And so, and, and tech bloggers who may not have covered it yet, you know, they're not going to put it on stage and make a big deal about it maybe, but who knows they, they might. I, I just don't think it serves Samsung well at all to wait, especially with Kohaku that's been in development for so long to wait all the way until January to even announce it and then release it later. And you've missed, you, you could have just done it a couple months earlier and, and sold a mm-hmm. crap ton of them. Yeah. So stay tuned. Chromebox.com. The yeah, coverage we're on the lookout. <laughs> the coverage will continue. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We've been talking a lot about good competition in the market and getting awesome new Chromebooks and new features coming to Chromebooks. And so part of that, uh, and we kind of hinted at this just a minute ago, is some other processors that are starting to come out, one of which are some ARM processors. And, you know, this is kind of like what we were talking about earlier. There's there's now the market, the Chromebook market has evolved and matured enough that now some of these other processor manufacturers, is that what they would be called? Proce- yeah, ARM is a... Processor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ARM is a different beast than x86, so quick um, note on that. ARM is um, the type of stuff you'd see in tablets, phones, that kind of thing. ARM is its own um, funded uh, organization that, that, that puts together the newest you know, best uh, architectures that they can. And then they put those out for other people to manufacture. So for instance, you're never going to get a chip in your device made by arm. They develop the architecture that then someone else goes and makes. So um, Apple makes arm chips, all of their a 12 X bionic, super Rasmataz, (laughs) magical (laughs) Scooby-Doo, whatever. Um, <laughs> now, now x86 was similar in 
Intel so or there was a, one of those guys invented or created the x86 platform, but they also still make the chips too. Right. So yeah, that was that's the difference kind of there. And I can't remember the history um, between AMD and Intel. Um, they have they have been intertwined uh, throughout the history of the x86 platform. So I mean that's that's one way to architecture chipsets, and then ARM holdings is another way that they do it. And again, ARM doesn't. They don't. They probably would manufacture like ones to send to um, like uh, hardware developers right. to be like, hey, here's the new thing, and they go buy these, you know, Cortex A, I think the latest one seventy six or something like that. And it's just whatever their newest, you know, uh, architecture is for their cores in their chips. And so um, ARM has always been chasing Intel. They've always been just kind of a little bit behind as far as um, speed goes, like raw power. Uh, but they've always been better at battery life, like significantly better, not just a little bit better, like way, way better. Um, it's why we see those chips in phones and everything. And so right. it's evolved to the point where it's not just a, well, is it going to be ARM or Intel? Like they were beating down Intel so badly in the mobile space that Intel just walked away. I mean, Intel has what they call quote unquote mobile chips, like Y series processors yeah. are technically for mobile applications, but they're thinking more like mobile as in like, Hey, it's a laptop. I can pick it up and move it. It's mobile, not for phones, not for tablets there. I don't even know that there are any tablets or phones at this point that have X86 chips. I could be wrong. But Tablet I don't know maybe, any. but I don't know what they are. They, I mean, they, there was a little while they tried to have phone. Uh, Intel had phone chips and like two phones. But used now Qualcomm <laughs> has said, or uh, Arm has said, if you guys are going to stay over there, we're going to come to you. Yeah. That's what and they're so, doing. Yeah, they're, they're taking the fight to servers. <laughs> yep. Um, and, and now we're starting to see the emergence of Windows devices. So mm. the forerunner in all of this is Qualcomm. So Qualcomm Snapdragon chips are your elite um ARM chips. Um, how can I say this? They're for the for the mass market, right? Um, that's not to say that apples aren't elite. Apples might be. I don't know. It's hard it's to say. Those tough. new eight CX chips that that snap. That yeah, up until making, recently. Yeah, yeah. Apple has like dominated, year. but they're Apple only. That's right. So they can vertically integrate. They can focus on just their. Thing. I mean, if I could buy an Android phone with that Bionic chip in it, I would buy it. And I've so. said this a hundred times. That's why I bought the iPad mini, exactly. the newest iPad mini. It's good. It doesn't have the Bionic chip, but yeah. it's an a 12 and not the a 12 X, which is the next version up of it. That's in the pros, the iPad pros right now. I mean, I think it's a monster. I mean, you look at any video where people are rendering out 4k video and minutes, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a monster of a chip, and the A12 is too. Uh, and so Apple clearly does well with ARM, but so does Qualcomm. Right. And, and just to clarify, Robbie has an iPad to play PUBG. That's it. <laughs> and it. he does not wear an Apple Watch. It is a Fitbit. <laughs> right. So there you go. <laughs> it I said, looks somebody like somebody an Apple Watch. accused it does. me of being an iPad lover in some video. I don't remember. Oh, the one where I said Google's not, I'm not mad that Google's not making tablets. Oh, yeah. They said, of course, because you're an iPad lover. He's a PUBG lover. He's not an iPad uh, lover. If for there any was of you a, all that try to make troll comments, by the way, on our YouTube or our website, we don't know really. that we laugh yeah. really hard at hey, most of them. But seriously, though, if there was a an Android tablet the size of the iPad that you have that was even remotely close to being as powerful, I'd buy it if Done. it was comparable in price. Done. But I have the, the Lenovo 4, whatever it is. It struggles with PUBG if you have the settings mm -hmm. turned all the way up. It's too big. 
Yeah. Like and that the only advantage is that it kind of has forward-facing speakers, but they're not great. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, for me, I would much rather have the Acer Chromebook Tab 10 with a Snapdragon, you know, 855 in it that can blaze PG right. and be my Chromebook and all that kind of stuff. Like, that's my last holdout sidebar. That's my last holdout for, like, a tablet that I could get a bunch of stuff done and still carry around and play games on like to be my a little bit more, but we haven't seen it yet. And until we do, I won't know that I can't do that. Um, I actually sat down with it the other day and put a keyboard, pulled the pen out and wrote an article up just with a pen and a keyboard just to see what that's like with the whole iPad thing. But anyway, that's a sidebar, um, with arm chips. So you have Apple, we were just talking about, and then we have Qualcomm. Um, 855 is in the, the latest uh, phones right now. It's a monster. Um, it benchmarks right up there with the A12. Mm-hmm. So Qualcomm's finally kind of catching up to Apple. And there's some differences there in the way that those things can perform because Apple's vertically integrated. They can make their chip for their phones. Right. And so Qualcomm's got to kind of make a chip that everybody can use because Qualcomm right. doesn't make it's phones. It's got to be flexible. Right. Yeah. And so there's some things there. So the fact that they're even catching up to a vertically integrated company is really cool. That means they're doing something right. But they have the 8CX chip that they just debuted. Yeah. It's something. Uh, is in it March. Mobile World Commerce? Yeah, it was at yeah. WWC. Yeah. Um, they put this thing, um, they did the 850, I think, in a Windows device that was at CES last year. Mm-hmm. And the most Nova people, was yeah, the most Nova people poo-pooed all over those things. It wasn't fast enough. And granted, Windows is emulating itself to run on ARM. Uh, Windows is built from the ground up to run on x86. We know Windows RT, if you even remember what that is, crashed and burned hard. It was Windows on ARM. It was not a good thing. It, it, it was destroyed. Um, and now you've got windows emulating things to work on arm processors uh emulation always takes a toll on processors so now you have the 8cx um so that's it's like their newest class snapdragon's newest class or qualcomm's i'm sorry newest class of desktop type uh chips um i have no idea how powerful they are because right now they're just in like development windows but point is they're moving into that space they're moving into servers. So you have people building server farms with clear uh, benefits because they're ARM chips. They don't take up near as much power. They don't disperse as much heat or they don't deal with as much heat. So now your huge server farms don't have to have nearly as much cooling. You don't have to pay your electric bill. You know, gets cut in half. And performance is on par. Like they're saying that 8CX is on par with the 8th gen Core i5. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just sipping power like uh you know like what your phone would do yeah, i mean that's, that's what i have insane. in my in my acer and i mean it's awesome but it can it you sucks imagine some juice <laughs> can you imagine a, a a chip that would fit in a phone being able to push as much processing power as as a pixel book and a battery yeah. that lasts for like 18 hours yeah. i mean so that these are the clear like hey arm is arm is amazing it's 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 an amazing architecture it is awesome it's just been kind of long in the tooth for coming along for desktops but we're getting there and so it's it, they've worked in all those places and we've seen a couple arm chromebooks here and there but it, they've just kind of been like offshoot type stuff like mm-hmm. hey let's try this and rock chip that one and mediatek's 8173 that was in a couple devices it's, yeah. it's okay but we're finally seeing like the emergence of like flagship level arm you know uh, hardware coming to chromebooks and that's that's super exciting like we know the 845 they've already said it's it's in 
uh, will be in the second half of 2019. Like Qualcomm came out and said that officially right. in a statement. It wasn't our source or anything like that. Um, it was just wide open. It's going to be here in uh, second half of 2019. And then this last week, um, finally, we saw another board show up using Qualcomm. Right. Um, what the heck was the name of that thing? Trogdor. 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 So um, Trogdor shows up, <laughs> and the commit was really interesting. So it says, based on uh, QC845, so we know 845 Which devices is are coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so we only have that one board. We're assuming manufacturers are being able to make multiple versions of this thing without having to go and, and make new baseboards or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how everything has been multiple Chromebooks and devices, all plural, We've only seen one, and so if they're just now bringing out this other one, right? But if you look at like the Acer Tab Ten, which is ARM, that's true. That that and the CTL and the ASUS, they are identical devices. They could wait till the very last moment and that's true. Slap a new board they don't name have that, on their device. To but direct, they, do they even have different board names? Do we, we don't? Know yeah, that, do it's like one of them's Drew and one of them's Drew WL, but they're identical. Identical devices. The only reason they, they just have write different that names firmware. is to differentiate the yeah. devices. And know? that's my hope. I'm hoping we get four or five of these Snapdragon 845 devices. They slap a name on them, boom, get them out the door. Um, but the interesting part in this new commit is based on QC845, but then they said, but that will change. And we'll deal with that shortly after. I know things will be broken, but we'll, you know, so we don't know what it's going to be. We don't know what Snapdragon processor it's going to be. So it could be they're going more middle of the road. So think like 670. So the Snapdragon 670 is in the Pixel 3a. It's a decent little performer, much cheaper chip too. So, um, right. And it's going to outperform any ARM Chromebook that's on the market right now. I mean, it'll blow away the rock chip or the MediaTek that are out there currently. Um, so that could be a, a, a thing. It could be the 855. Um, they're already testing. Um, that would be awesome too, because the 855 made a big jump from the 45. Like yeah. the 855 got Qualcomm back on the level of where Apple's kind of gotten with yeah, ARM. It was like a whole different animal than the 845. Yeah, and I think they, did they shrunk their process there too, mm-hmm. didn't they? So it's a seven nanometer process, um, which is crazy. That just means they've shrunk the 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 dies in the in the processor, so things are closer together. Requires less power every Super time fast. you make a write. Um, and so it makes it faster and it makes it way more power efficient. So it could be that it could be this eight C eight CX thing that they're putting in windows laptops. Maybe they're going ahead and starting to prepare. Why not? Right. I mean, if you're going to be testing it with windows, you're going to be testing it with laptops and OSs, you know, of that caliber, why not Chrome OS? So who knows? Who knows what, uh, uh, tro- oh, Trogdor, <laughs> Board, yeah, name. board names are fun. Uh, <laughs> who knows what Trogdor is going to be? We're going to obviously keep an eye every couple of days. I'm searching just to see because it's ARM. So they, it's not like they have to disclose it for like legal reasons, but because of the way ARM is written, this is the last thing I'm not going to stop talking um, because of the you get, difference. You get, you get Robbie talking about processors, man. That we're uh, going to, we're going to, that, that'll be a whole nother spin yeah. podcast. We're just going to have a whole podcast Processor. talking about processors. Um, the nerdiest of the nerds. Yeah. will love it. <laughs> um, but the, the difference in, in the way that Intel chips have to be written for versus arm chips, like arm chips are, uber flexible like you can use an arm chip to do anything you just right. the the os just has to tell it hey use this part of the chip to do this thing and turn you know make that work for this and but because of that you have to write all that stuff so at some point the code has to be written to say hey support this this uh, uh you know 
display size and hey support this ram and oh support that amount of storage and oh you got to be able to deal with lid closes and so there's all these clues that roll out for arm chips that we just we either can dig for and never find with intel chips or they just never have to be there yeah, because it's a lot of intel stuff's already supported on the chip right so it's, it's not there. they don't have to write it in there for chrome os specific and just the way that they do it the the arm chips have a dtsi file which carries a lot of that information they don't have that file for right. for Intel. Intel Intel's for, like, hey, here's what our chip does. Right. Make your stuff Build work with it. it. Yeah. Right. And ARM's like, hey, we're flexible. Um, so there's more work involved, but it's they can do whatever they want with it. Um, and so we get to kind of see all those things. Yeah. So as as those develop, um, we'll know. We'll know what, what's going on with Trogdor. Um, and who knows? Trogdor could be like Cheza which is the 845 one and be a board that lots of devices Get uh, built from you. Yeah. Our, our source that we haven't talked with in a while, unfortunately, I don't know if he's still with Qualcomm or if he's moved elsewhere. If you're listening to this shout out, uh, let us know uh, where you're at, but uh, we haven't heard from him in a little while. Uh, but when we talked to him multiple times, like he off camera had Cheza in his hands, like he, he was legitimately there wouldn't and show it to us. No, he wouldn't. Um, <laughs> Good on him, you know. Yeah, good for you. Uh, but uh, we know that, you know, like he said there were, it's like his words were there a fleet. Like they didn't want to show up with one Chromebook. Right. Like they don't want to show up on the scene and be like, here's the Snapdragon powered Chromebook. It's like, hey, we're here and we're legitimately here. Because um, like here's the thing, about. too, we, and this is totally kind of off subject, but not really. We just saw another uh, Chromebox released a couple weeks ago from a company that's never made a Chrome device, Pro, Promethean or something yeah, like that. And that's no big deal. It's white label. But you think about Qualcomm processors and Chromebooks, this could open the door to manufacturers who've never even considered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because imagine, like, sit and think for a second how many Qualcomm Snapdragon phones. Everybody. Mm-hmm. They're all not Huawei, phones. but everybody, right? Not Huawei, <laughs> yeah. But seriously, I mean, Huawei I mean, makes their own. Apple makes their own stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I don't. I don't know of any. Maybe Samsung. Oh, did I say Samsung? No. Yeah, yeah Samsung. Samsung. But only like for certain markets. Right. In general, Samsung their flagship even uses, U.S. devices are Qualcomm and and other other countries too. Yeah. So I mean, uh, yeah, Qualcomm's in and around everything. They have. They have. Uh, ties and communications with all the right. manufacturers. Everybody and their brother has took a swing at the tablet market. So, right. so it could I mean, be maybe maybe we maybe we've rekindled tablets. Maybe they're not dead. Is. I don't think they are. I really don't. I don't think Chromebook tablets are dead. That's another discussion for another time. I really don't. I think Google getting at it's just Google realizing like they need to focus on what they're doing well and they're you know stop taking beatings on all these things and and move forward and let somebody who's better at making tablets, who has better supply chains making tablets, they need to focus in on making their Pixel phone good, and they need to focus on whatever they're going to call the next Pixel Book type device. Like I think they've just realized that and, and stopped trying to do everything. I'm not. I I wouldn't be surprised in two years if they didn't return to the tablet space again. Once sure. somebody else will figure it out first. Let's be fair. Samsung figured out Android smartphones well before Google ever did. HTC figured it out well before Google ever did. Yeah, you know that. And the Google it, bought them. <laughs> and Pixel phones haven't been a success yet, and uh, so it's not even like oh, Google's figured it out. <laughs> they haven't figured it out either. They haven't, they haven't figured out phones, and so they're I'm still sure. sitting in Mountain View trying to figure out why the 3A is such a success. 
Right. And so <laughs> once they figure that out, I, I could see them coming back. But I'm sure somebody up top was just like, look, guys, we we got to stop just throwing stuff yeah. at the wall. Like for this effort, for a lot of our software stuff, we just throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. And that's great. For and this, it's worked well for them. But yeah. We need to focus in. Yeah, definitely. And then we'll, we'll build the portfolio as we go. We can't like... It, people think, oh, it's Google. They have all the money in the world. It doesn't matter if you don't have the experience and supply chain knowledge. And like, you can hate on Tim Cook or whatever, you know, with Apple, and he annoys the snot out of me listening to him speak. But he is part of the reason Apple is where it is. You know, mm-hmm. he's not the visionary that Steve Jobs was, but man, that dude knows supply Business. chain. Absolutely. He knows how to get a product from a concept to out the door. He may not be the guy conceptualizing anything. But he knows the business end of it. Well, he how just to get left, stuff didn't at he? Scale. Didn't Johnny? Johnny left, didn't he? Johnny yeah. Ive did. Yeah, yeah. he's gone. Um, well, he's he. They, they said he's starting his own firm, and one of his primary clients is Apple. So right. I think he's still he's still going to be around. Yeah, he figured out. He something. probably just wants to do some other stuff yeah. with his billions of dollars here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, all of this to say, just more options. Again, just more options. We didn't even mention, but I'm not going to go into it. Same same type deal. The MediaTek 8183, right. as we've talked about before, flapjack and kui kui. So these, <laughs> they're these boards that are going to be. We know those jacuzzi. tablets. Jacuzzi, uh, jacuzzi yeah. showed up. Uh, it's another one. Yeah. Um, so we have 8183. Isn't going to be like. A, it's not this flagship level Snapdragon we've been, but talking it is about. it is eight cores though, so it's it has the potential way, to be better, way better than anything we've got already. Yeah. And where MediaTek can have a big win here is if they can make those budgety devices yep. with the ARM chips, uh, target these at schools, have these be the I want to go down to Walmart and buy a two hundred fifty dollar ARM tablet mm-hmm. that's not a complete turd because the the chip's going to be good. It's just not going to be. Yeah, it's not going to be 845, 855 yeah, Snapdragons. So. But, yeah, I mean, please, manufacturers, make affordable devices that we can review and go, hey, I'd buy this, you know, and not have to kind of crap on. Uh, yeah. Because some of those affordable ones are rough. Right. Um, and, and I'm not going to – price informs a lot of things, and it changes us, our opinions a lot. It's like, well, you can get away with that for a couple hundred bucks. That's fine. But there's certain parts of it you just can't. And right. When performance is just so bad that it's almost unusable, like that, that shouldn't be a thing. Like I don't care. Oh, well, it's for the kids. Well, you know, I, I want my kid to at least be able to open up the stuff. It's not like they're, you know, uh, terrible little human beings that we don't have to deal with. Like they, they, it, it doesn't have to be the fastest thing ever made. But like, you know, I don't want to hand my kid something that right because it, if work, cause then yeah. it's going to come back to me like it's not opening, it won't run. Yeah, won't, if like, they're uh, developmental stages, they're using devices that they struggle to use. Then that's going to turn them away from that when they get older. Right? Because I mean, like like the the tablets that, that are available right now, if you told me I could go buy one right now for a hundred dollars, I'm still not going to buy it. No, that's it true. hurts to use it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I yeah, it just needs to be good enough. Yeah, uh, get it good enough so that Maybe we can we're review spoiled. this stuff and just be like. <laughs> This is good enough. Yeah. It's good enough for the price. Yeah. Right. So we'll have hatch, hatching some nice premium, mi- right. well, mid-range premium devices. And then maybe all of this will will, will uh, get us some yeah, cause really it, good affordable Because another thing that they said that uh, Qualcomm did say when they said second half of 2019, they said they wanted the market to get to the point where they could 
uh, enter the market with affordable devices. Now, mm-hmm. what that means for Qualcomm, I don't know. I don't know yeah, what, what they consider affordable. affordable. Uh, my guess would be the three to five hundred dollar range, and so uh, that's part of the reason why we're seeing development on the eight forty five first. Because and it's AMD did the same thing. They showed up with the A six processors. They're low end. It's kind of toe in the water kind of thing. Right, and so. Uh, Let's test that this and out. they're they're targeting the big Chrome OS market, which is schools, because those A6 and A4 devices, those are budget friendly laptops that schools can buy in bulk, and yep. they're good enough. They are for that. They're they're not bad. Their performance is good enough to hang with the Apollo Lakes and Adam and all that stuff. And they know that if they're going to get their feet wet, that's where you're going to do it. Right. Just kind of kind of see where the market is, and then move forward. And the cool thing with the Snapdragon 845 is that, that that is what they're doing with the 845. You're talking about putting a, uh, by the time these release, we'll be a few months away from the 8, whatever, 65 yeah. will be coming out because they'll, they'll announce it, you know, early in the year, next year. Um, so if we don't see these till towards the end of this year, you know, we're talking a, a two-year-old chip, definitely. Uh, but the 845 is still, still killer. Very I fast. Mean, yeah, right. I mean, you know, it's what runs in the Pixel 3 and the Galaxy S9 and a lot of other... It'll, it'll be great. The Note, the Note 10. It'll and, be great. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll it'll, be great. And, and affordable because it's an older chip. So, like, I, I think it's a good strategy for them. And then they can start developing on, you know, the big guns, hopefully. That's if right. that's what they're doing. Yep. More competition, more devices. Love it. Yep. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about one other quick thing before we wrap up here, guys. Let's just... Uh, we got we to gotta mention the Google Home Nest Max Plus what is that what it was i don't google max no i think they pulled the tweet down i think they did, yeah. it was yeah. the nest max hub <laughs> home so google a yeah a a so google tweeted this week i'm uh, sorry google you googled that one yeah googled that googled up. it all up googled it all up. um t- they tweeted um something like about you know listening to music connect your nest home max to your other max and something well it's just like what are you even talking about and then they replied somewhere in there about you know, they started calling the google home max a google or a nest home max and it's like uh-uh you have a nest home hub max right is it wait See, yeah I don't the mean. one that's coming is the nest home hub max is that the name of it yes I thought they no, got rid Nest, of home. Yeah, Nest Hub home. Max. Nest Hub Max. Nest Hub Max is the big smart display that's So still what is coming. the little one called? That's, that's the just home the hub. home. Home it's Hub. It's the Nest Hub. It is not Nest Home Hub. <laughs> no, it was Home Hub. Now it's Nest Hub. Nest Hub. Then Nest was, Hub Max is the larger one that's coming. I thought they left home in there. No, no, they got rid of it because I think they like. Yeah, people, Figured out that people it's don't a want l- a you know, little confusing. Well, it has a, it has a camera on it, and they realize that people don't like cameras in their home. So they got rid of home in the in the branding. I don't know. All yes, of this to uh, say. So is that on Google's page? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Gabe is looking it up on Google's. <laughs> it is now called Nest Hub, uh, but the speakers are still called Google Home. home. Google Home, but they're not. Ne- are they Nest? No. Okay, so that's no. what happened too in the tweet. They started saying Nest. Yes. On the speakers too, 
And so apparently nobody informed the poor product guys at, at Google. Like, no, 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 not on the speaker. Hey, it's cut super that guy's break. I mean, right. come on. We're you guys have expanded right hardware, expanded hardware like exponentially. Get, just get, give them a break. It's okay. Well, that and then all of a sudden change the name of everything. I, yeah, I love it. I love it. So uh, Robbie's, Robbie's yawning. He's getting so tired because we've been talking so long. <laughs> no, that's Where, what happens. You talk a lot. You're, there's science behind yeah, it. Yeah. You talk a lot. You yawn because your oxygen right. levels depleted. All, all of that. All of that to say. Um, uh, what was it? Family managers for YouTube TV. I don't. Is the deal still out there? Is yes. it out there right now? I mean, yeah. I just cashed in on it. Like three oh, you days should ago. have the email, yeah, so and the email you, has yeah. Look in your email, like sure. under your updates and promotions. If you're a Gmail Spam. user, yeah. if you are the manager of your YouTube TV account, so right. like I'm the manager. Um, so if if you've got a family set up and you've added people to your family, those people are not managers. The person that opened the account, the main account for the YouTube TV, that person will have an email and it's kind of indiscreet. Just go to your Gmail and type YouTube TV. You'll probably find it. Um, and we have an article on the website if you want to read the specifics of it. But in general, you get the email. There's a promo code in there. Copy that thing. Click the link. Go to the Home Hub. It's going to show as discounted already. Uh, I'm sorry, Nest Hub. Uh, it's going to show as discounted down to like eighty one dollars. Eighty three dollars. What is that? What I is have that no discount? idea. It's so random. Um, one twenty nine. And so it looks like oh well, that's it's eighty something dollars. But if you go ahead and go to checkout, plug that promo code in that you just copied, it will take it all the way down to fifty bucks um, plus taxes and whatever free delivery, which is nice. So so that's yeah. forty nine dollars off, and then I guess the promo code takes the rest of yeah, it down to forty nine. What's the forty nine off? Uh, maybe you're getting 49 off plus the promo code discount. I don't know. I don't and it's know. it's a strange promo because I don't ever watch YouTube TV on my... I've got two of them. But you need another that. home device in your house. <laughs> but maybe if you had it in your kitchen, it was a kitchen thing. Yeah. And, and like you're, while you're cooking, you want to watch a show or something. I don't know. Um, but you can cast to it. You can uh, just tell Google to um, start playing whatever show you want yeah. from YouTube TV. It is, it's nice that way. I've done it. I've used it a few times when my kids are you know, eating cereal in the morning or whatever. I just kind of pull it over and sit it on the table and they can watch Mickey Mouse or right. whatever on it. So yeah. it, it, I guess that's not its primary function in our home by any means, but Hey, whatever you need to do, if you're a YouTube TV customer and you want to yeah, just a nest home or yeah. nest, hub, nest hub, odd, Google smart display. They've broken that? it. They've broken me. I'm calling it a home hub. I don't care what yeah. they call it. You know what I'm talking about. Mine was a home hub when you I want, got it. Mine was too. Both of mine. So yeah. and so, if you want one of those for fifty bucks, like for fifty dollars, it so just go get it. Yeah. Insane. That's great. Uh, That's great. What a deal. Uh, so yeah, go grab that. All right, folks. Uh, really appreciate everyone tuning in and listening to us ramble, talk, talk. We're talking about uh, <laughs> <laughs> all sorts of great. Uh, Things happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS. Um, if you are not already, uh, please make sure to check us out on social media and check out our website, chromeunboxed.com. Folks, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. See you. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunboxed.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.